The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host John DePietro. All right, folks, and here we go. Good morning, everyone, on this, uh, what an incredible day. John DePietro, it is the John DePietro Show. And their editorial page. Big developments going on I'm just with the Rhode Island State House. And we're going to bring you up to speed on it, give you some inside you information again, folks. They call me Matty Yellow. Well, he is under fire right now. They call me Matty Yellow. State police is zeroing in on the speaker. They call me Matty and a nighttime rain. This is how bad things have gotten at the Den of Thieves on Smith Street. I'm still mad about voting. Again, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Folks, remember, if for whatever reason you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. They're feeling the heat right now. Good morning, Joy. Good morning, Kevin. We're going to break it down for everyone. We'll explain it, I should say. I'm the one that explains it. And we have good inside info here. State police are circling as we speak. However, there's a wrinkle with this whole thing. Electronic truck tolls. Remember, immortal seats. It's gonna be a sudden craze. Also, remember the uh, these are available in Mori Graphics, folks. The uh, Rhode Island original magnets. Found to be the, the big story is phase. the focus on the state house. They call me Maddie Yellow. Nighttime state police raid. They call me Maddie Yellow. Looking for documents and evidence. They call me Maddie Yellow. It's a criminal enterprise. The way it's being described. Again, good morning, everyone. It's John DePietro. We have a uh, great program in store. Phone lines are officially open. 401-766-1380. 401-766-1380. You can email me. It's john at DePietro.com. Good morning. Uh, there's my friend Frank Ritchie. There's, uh, there's Vinny. Uh, there's uh, Eunice and Katie and uh, Kevin and everyone else. Well, I want to explain exactly what's going on. I want to give credit. Think of this. So Channel 12, folks, again, um, 766-1380. Good morning to everybody on Facebook Live. If you're on Facebook, you can interact with the program. You can listen, share it uh, that you're watching with everyone. And I will give you a special shout out. You can email me. It's john at dipetro.com. But what I want you to understand is so Channel 12 broke it. And very, very um, dramatic. And that is that Channel 12 and Tim White, and I give them so much credit uh, for breaking the original story with the Rhode Island Convention Center. But they received a tip that there were people, think about this, 9 o'clock at night, and people are out at a dumpster uh, throwing things away. So throwing things away. So that doesn't make sense to anybody. And what what I want you to know is there's a couple of developments here. And if I can't implore people enough 
to follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter because that's where a lot of information is going. I will have an update on DePetro.com later. But the story out of that I'm going to play from Channel 12, and this is really significant. And you're not going to hear anyone else explain this. I'm the first one. I recognize that other talk hosts, uh, less talented, are listening to the chosen one, trying to find out what information I have. Then they try to claim it as their own. It's no secret, especially like the cackle. Uh, known plagiarists. They uh, take my material, then try to pass it off as their own. But anyhow, we're getting them to pass that. But here's what you need to know about the Rhode Island State House. Is now we have reports, and I put this out on Twitter. I have sources that tell me that Frank Montanaro, the Sammy the Bull, if you will, of the Mattiello crime family, the Mattiello, the speaker's right hand goon, right? Frank Montanaro, father was a longtime criminal, and now the son, you know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Uh, we have reports that he was in and out of the Rhode Island State House all weekend long. Now, the Channel 12 report that I'm going to play. From Tim White is that they were called to the state house last night. They were tipped off that people were emptying things into a dumpster and they were emptying things from this JCLS office. Now, the state police showed up and the state police shined a light and the state police. They were looking in the dumpster at the state house to see exactly what was in there. Now, I will play the sound. Mattiello's people, the speaker's people, the criminal enterprise known as Speaker Mattiello, the Mattiello crime family, Larry the loser, Larry Berman, is saying, oh, no, no, we, um, we have some mold, and they had to get rid of the mold, so we're, we're uh, shifting things around, and then we had to throw things, some things out of the office. What does that mean? That they want to create the impression of confusion. The fact that they're saying, oh, yeah, we had to relocate some people and shift some things around. This comes down to they are trying to create the illusion that there's all this mass confusion going on. It's all cover. Now, the state police put their light. They were looking into the dumpsters at the Rhode Island State House last night. I kid you not. And a Monday night. And they didn't find any files. Now, why that's really telling is I was on the phone this morning. With someone who has a very colorful past, uh, someone that is a source to me who is always accurate, in the know. I'm not going to say who it is, but there was a point in time uh, that this is someone that dabbled inside and out of the law. But they said what this told them is that the files are already gone. Okay, the files are gone. This was then the cover. Now, I know of someone, he told me a story about this guy a couple of years ago. Where they wanted this someone that I won't say who it was, but he wonder he was running a restaurant and he is obviously things were not on the up and up. And so suddenly one night, oh, my God, you know, can you imagine the wiring problem? For some reason, the, the restaurant went up in flames. Now, when then he was asked the individuals. Now, I didn't know this person. I know someone knows him. When 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 they were asked, they said, oh, the, the files must have been. It must have been ruined in the fire. Well, the, the real story is the files had already been removed and destroyed. You don't, you don't take the chance that somehow through an act of miracle or somebody, you know, actually with a hose puts out the fire before it burns all the files you're trying to get rid of. You can't take that type of chance. So you remove the files, destroy them. Then you set the fire to then, Bob, you know, there you go. So what I have been told is they need to get video surveillance cameras of the state, <clears throat> excuse me, of the state house, 
that will show members of the Mattiello crime family, excuse me, in and out of that JCLS office. I have been told the, the records they're looking for that are damaging, and they're very damaging. Folks, you're talking about they have an unaccountable, no accountability budget of close to $50 million. It's supposed to be 46, somewhere 46, 50 million. Think of the damaging info is in there. And you keep it because they've always blocked, there's no meetings of this committee, right? Mattiello Montanaro, the crime family. So from what I am told, Montanaro was a maniac yesterday. People that were encountering him, he was like running around with his hair on fire. So then they concoct this story that there's mold in the office. So they need to move everybody out of there. They're going to relocate them to somewhere else. And then when people want the records, what do you think they're going to say? Well, they either must be missing somewhere when we had to move everybody out of the office. Or, oh my God, maybe they got thrown out when they were throwing out the stuff with the mold problem. Now, what I have been told is unfortunately, and I hope I'm wrong. Or the person that told me this, the person, and it's more than one that was telling me this, believes that the records that the police will be looking for have already been removed and probably destroyed. If they're smart, they were destroyed. You then do this dumpster thing afterwards, that's cover for later on. Now, they didn't think the state police were going to show up at the state house last night. And they also, think of this, 9 o'clock on a Monday night. And that's the time you pick to empty and throw things in the dumpster. Does that make sense to anyone? But... The fact the state police did not find any documents is very, very telling because that tells me. And you got to remember, these are criminals you're talking about, right? They have criminal minds. There's a pattern here. It reminds me of there's the movie. Do you know the movie? And I love it on the waterfront, right? Marlon Brando. And it's about corruption in, uh, in uh, you know, the, the waterfront of New York and around Brooklyn in the 50s. And there's that great scene where the union, the Teamsters or whoever, the, the dock workers, uh, Johnny Friendly's in that and the whole thing. And Carl Malden plays the priest. And it's Brando and his brother Charlie. And they get the guy in the stand and he said, um, where are the records of your union? The local, whatever the hell it is, of the dock workers, right? The longshoremen. And he's like, yeah, we were robbed last <laughs> We got robbed last night. Oh, really? You were? Yeah, we got robbed. Yeah, what'd they take? They, uh, they took our records. <laughs> so you mean to tell me last night? The night before you were going to testify right here in court. You know, I want to remind you, you're under oath. You mean to tell me the, the union records, someone broke in, someone broke in, someone broke in and stole your union record. Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. We was robbed. <laughs> well, now, fast forward 2020. This is an old group. Oh, hey, somebody mentioned that they saw some mold. So now, first of all, I want to know. Who, who saw that? Who, who is the authority that claims there was real mold? Because sometimes maybe it's not mold. Maybe it's, or maybe it's minor mold contained. Uh, mold spreads. You don't have to get rid of everything, right? I spoke with someone this morning that said you would have to bring in a mold expert who would determine how damaged it is. Maybe it's one part of it. What did they do? Oh, there's mold. Therefore, we need to rip up everything and throw everything. There's no way. Who determined that it's mold? Montanaro? Who then someone says to someone, hey, is that mold under your desk? I think it is. Send me an email mentioning that you think you saw some mold. Don't mention that I mentioned that to you, but just shoot me a quick email. That, that looks like mold. I better get that address. Oh, I got an email 
from Sally or Cheryl or Laura, whoever. She claimed she had mold on her desk. We went and looked at it, and then we figured we got to rip the whole place off. Well, what they need to do is several things. And again, folks, good morning. It's Sean DePietro. I mean, but this is what it's like when you're dealing with real criminals. When you're dealing with real criminals and criminal minds, and it shows the panic that is setting in, and it is those JCL, uh, JCLS records. And there's a lot of crime, obviously, in those JCLS records. Now, I want to play two things. Something very significant happened. Something very significant happened, and that is that Governor Amundo used the word actually criminal uh, in a report with Channel 12. And as you can imagine, I mean, that sent Team Mattiello out of their minds through the roof. And that is very significant that she used the term uh, criminal. And uh, we're just going to have to determine whether or not, you know, the state police is going to have to determine whether or not it was criminal behavior. And then the other element is this whole business of um, state police inspecting state house dumpster after document tip. I have information that the uh, documents are already gone. And then this is what you use as the cover. So those guys are stupid. State police searching through a dumpster. Now, they did not find any documents. Maddie Yellow confirms the officers were, quote, evacuated, ripped up due to a mold issue. No documents destroyed. I don't believe that. The fact that the office was evacuated, who remembers? Do you remember the whole situation with the video? With the, uh, the, the evidence room with the Providence police? With Cianci? What was the problem with that? Oh, that's right. Missing cocaine. Yeah, we don't know what the hell happened with it. And then, you know, the, the, there is a uh, pattern here where you had, listen, they, they can't even keep track of, of mail ballots after an election. You had the situation where the, at the Board of Elections with the Mattiella race where they suddenly, do you remember this? They suddenly found a box of ballots. They found, oh, is that it? Oh, that's where it is. I mean, who, who believes that that is legit? But I just want to play the sound of Governor Raimondo yesterday. And this is not small. The fact that she actually used the word criminal. Now, the Mattiello people, I mean, they, they despise the governor as it is. That really set her into motion. But, folks, what needs to happen is, number one, they need to secure all the video of the state house over the past couple of days. There's also, I believe, there's video surveillance on the hallways. So what they also need to secure is any video that shows in and around that JCL office and make sure it's not erased and make sure that that no one gets to um, that no one gets to the the video uh, surveillance to suddenly say that, you know, it's like the Jeffrey Epstein thing. You know, suddenly, um, yeah, suddenly it just uh, we couldn't. Suddenly, the thing just wasn't working. Yeah, for some reason, we just don't have the, the copy of the, um, of the tape on the office. But, and then uh, there's someone who was doing, here's uh, Frank Montanaro. Look at that, emptying something into the dumpster. So, and then uh, let alone the element of, um, here's some uh, video of the State House dumpster last night. <laughs> Folks, as you can tell, I mean, look at that. But what needs to happen is they need to is immediately secure the uh, records at at um, at the state house immediately. Who can remember in 1984? I remember when this happened. You saw this picture on the steps 
of Providence City Hall. A state trooper standing there. And why was that? Because in the CNC administration in 1984, they started removing and destroying documents. And look at this. You now have this same type of thing all these years later. That's one of the first things they move for is they move to just try to uh, destroy the documents. So, but I want to play uh, the sound of, for Governor Amundo to use the term criminal last night, uh, that really, really irritates him. But, you know, that, that's, it's very telling that Governor Amundo is no longer, she's not afraid to go there. So let me just play um, some of the sound of this uh, last night. This is Channel 12. I think we have it right now. Now in a controversial audit of the Rhode Island Convention Center, he broke the rules. That's what Governor Gina Raimondo says House Speaker Nick Mattiello did when he ordered an unusual financial examination of the Convention Center. Target 12 first reported on the controversy two weeks ago. The Speaker has since canceled the audit amid mounting questions. Target 12 investigator Tim White is here now with the latest developments. This is the first time the governor has weighed in on the controversy, and she tells us she's confident the state police will get to the bottom of what happened. As Target 12 first revealed, Speaker Nicholas Mattiello ordered a performance audit of the convention center at the same time his friend and director of security there, James Demers, was the focus of a personnel investigation. It's clear that the speaker didn't follow the rules. He ordered an audit uh, in a way that didn't follow the rules. Governor Gina Raimondo says convention center officials have every right to be upset. He went out of his way to order an audit without following the rules. That's a problem. That is a problem. But like I said, if he did anything you know, that word right there, that got Mattiello out of his mind. If he did something criminal, because they are, they're criminals is what they are. This is a criminal enterprise that they have been running without question. So now I want to play, uh, but the report last night of Channel 12, they got tipped off and the state police obviously got tipped off. So, I mean, does that make sense to anyone? It's 9 o'clock at night. And, hey, that's odd. It's 9 o'clock at night, and there are some members of the speaker's staff, uh, and they have to be dumping things into a dumpster at 9 o'clock on a, on a Monday night. So let me just play the um, Channel 12 sound of this. Last night at 11 o'clock, our cameras capturing this video, state police at the state house. At least one detective spotted looking through a dumpster. And Target 12 reporting the state police had received a tip that some documents may have been improperly removed. Well, new overnight, a state house spokesperson is denying that, instead pointing to a different problem at the state house, one that prompted an office to be evacuated. Brandon Truett tracking the story for us this morning. He is live at the state house. Patrick Danielle, good morning. That different problem said to be mold. In fact, a spokesperson with the state no, house telling us an employee lie. discovered black mold under her desk last week, adding a steam leak is to blame. Now, this all happened at the uh, Joint Committee on Legislative Services, better known as JCLS. It's the administrative branch of the house. A spokesperson says the mold was so bad, the office had to be evacuated just yesterday. He had carpet was ripped out, furniture partitions also tossed. 
arrest. Nonetheless, state police with more than an hour searching in and out of the state house called in for a report that documents may have been improperly dumped. Law enforcement sources telling Target 12 so far there is no indication anything was missing. New this morning, though, that statement from the House spokesperson reading in part, quote, all the employees were relocated while the repair work is being undertaken. The Department of Administration, which is in charge of the building maintenance, is supervising the project and is coordinating the effort. He went on to say that no JCLS documents were destroyed or put in the dumpster. Now, all of this comes less than a week after the convention center asked the Rhode Island State Police to look into the House Speaker's office for an audit. And when coming up in about 30 minutes or so, we'll have the governor's take on that audit, which has since been canceled. Live in Providence, Brandon Truitt, Eyewitness News. Now, here's the thing. Why do you want all those people out of the office? You know what else is? They just recently, and again, folks, good morning. This is significant. This is very significant. Um, they just recently did millions of dollars worth of work at the Rhode Island State House. What, what is very significant in that piece I just played you is the Department of Administration, they're now in charge of this whole thing. So Team Mattiello and Montanaro, they will blame, hey, it's not us. Somehow the governor's people, they lost all our records and boxes. I mean, this is so transparent. You know, someone that I feel bad for, who I think is already starting to look worse and worse, is Ed Acorn of the Providence Journal with that uh, ridiculous editorial defending the Mattiello crime family saying, oh, you know, we still need an audit. Folks, again, this is not about the audit. What they don't want you to see is, number one, the audit was ordered in retaliation, extortion-like retaliation. You can read about it on my website, DePetro.com. That's number one. Number two, what they really obviously don't want access to. You know, as much as I would like to see Ed Acorn in the Providence Journal, as much as they're talking about they want an audit of the convention center, the real audit that we need is of this, quote, JCLS. And again, I recognize most of you don't even know what it is. But the budget to run the state house, all the salaries, everything else, that's all contained in that budget. And they won't let anybody really go through the numbers. That is a private fiefdom of Mattiello crime family and Montanaro, who's in charge of it. So the real audit that needs to be done that uh, Blake Filippi is looking for is try to get inside of that. Do I believe that there's mold? I, I'm willing to believe that anywhere in the Rhode Island State House, if you wanted to, it's such an old building. I am willing to bet that anywhere, if you wanted to, if you started to dig up some rugs or anything, I, I am willing to bet, and I'll grant that you could probably find mold anywhere. But is it really necessary to the extent everything has to be ripped up, everything has to be thrown out? More importantly, what really went on was then now they have to relocate all of the people from that office. They have to put them somewhere else. Notice then confusion blends in. And then if there's any question, if there's someone's trying to find some kind of documents, uh, the big question becomes in, in the whole business of, oh, well, that, that must have been thrown out or we can't find where it is or blah, blah, blah. Now, again, my sources tell me that Montanaro was in and out of that state house removing documents all weekend. So I think this is the fact that they're trying to say the office was evacuated, the carpet was ripped out, furniture. I, I don't believe them. I don't believe them in any way. You know, this other business, I, I recognize some people try to say, oh, you know, uh, Ed Dupreed and the dumpster. Well, that came out later when the Providence Journal did their story 
on Rhode Island on trial, the case against Ed Dupreet. That's then when we found out that was not a story in the 80s. And the big story, of course, was that Ed Dupree told a friend. And this the Providence Journal, Mike Stanton, Tracy Brent, Bill Malinowski, rest in peace. They were the ones that came out with the story about the um, that Dupree was on the was telling a friend he was laughing. And he said that he had taken a, an envelope of ten thousand dollars and he stopped off at Walt's Roast Beef on uh, Reservoir Avenue. And he was eating a sandwich and he threw the stuff out. And then when he got home, he realized and he went back. And he actually had to go into the dumpster. He had mistakenly thrown out the envelope with the, the $10,000. But we didn't know that at the time in the 80s. Uh, that's something we, we learned um, into the 90s, mid-90s, when the whole story came out from the Providence Journal of Ed Dupree on trial. You know, those of you that have listened to me for a long time, and again, folks, uh, good morning. It's uh, John DePietro. It is the John DePietro Show, 766-1380. This is very significant. This is very, very significant. And um, I, the... The Republicans, the state police need to at least try to, they need to get an accounting of, of documents now. And then they, I, I still think they need to post some kind of security up there. Um, if anything, just in case there's other things up there that people don't want removed. But the, um, the, the, um, this business of, you know, that is true about, Oh, yeah. From 1984, Mayor Cianci's resignation, the shredding that followed. Anyone at first acknowledge that anything that happened? Um, uh, let's see. Chaos broke out yesterday. This was uh, from 1984. Despite his pledge of an orderly transition, chaos broke out yesterday afternoon when reports surfaced shredded documents being carted out of the personnel office by the bushel. It's my personal stuff. All we're doing is cleaning out the office said personnel director John Mancone. Moments later, the door to the personnel office was locked from the, from the inside. The mayor's lawyer, Raim Dottori, bagged, banged on until it was opened. Reporters entered a few seconds later showing a stack result of uh, things being fed into a shredder. That's all we're shredding, said the mayoral aide. Um, the, that was then uh, during the CNC term, which was uh, 22 indictments, right? 22 or 22 convictions. 30 indicted, something like that. Uh, Kathy Gregg writes, I was at Providence City Hall the day Cianci loyalists wheeled cart after cart of shredded records out of a locked room. They didn't dump them in the open air dumpster along with Chia. So what happened last night? I, 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 again, I am being told that this stuff was, uh, was taken out over the weekend. And this is the cover. So I don't think if you're Mattiello Montanaro, they and they are. They listen. You're talking about as I've told you. This is a criminal enterprise. They operate as criminals. When you're trying to size them up, you have to think in the mind of a criminal. So you can't approach this in a in a in a normal way. Um, but the the stuff about. Rhode Island State Police respond to State House on tip of improper removal of documents. Well, and the State Police put their flashlights in. They didn't find anything. And again, that tells me and the sources that I have is that they were already removed and they were put somewhere else. Um, and that this is all then just cover. But some things that need to be established are who is it that determined that it was mold? Who says that everything has to be thrown out? I don't believe that. If you have, just think in your own home, if, if in somewhere in your home, if you found some mold under a rug, I mean, I, 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 don't, I, I think people would agree with this. 
Um, does that mean you rip out everything in, in your entire home, every rug, every piece of furniture? Every, no, you, you don't do that. <coughs> You'd contain the area, try to find out if that's everything that is, uh, that's, you know, that's missing or that's there, that's where it is. And then just try to make sure like that. If you ever, whether in your home or office, and good morning again to everybody on Facebook Live. Thank you. Look at all the heads up. Um, Juan, did someone tip off the state police about the file dump? Well, they tipped them off about last night. They tipped them off about Monday night putting things into uh, the dumpster. Paul says, hi, John. Love your show. Thank you. $54 million budget. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. They live a lavish lifestyle. You have no idea. Thank you, Estelle. Uh, John DePietro gives us information we can't find anywhere else. Thank you. Wolf, what do you think, Wolf? Oh, yeah. Big time. Right? Doesn't that sound like a criminal? What we need, well, you know, here's the thing. Daniel puts, what we need is an internal rat. When, when uh, remember, well, Joe, the, the Dupree dumpster diving, we didn't find out about that till the 90s. The state police are in Raimondo's pocket. Uh, that is true, but in this particular situation, um, that's not a bad thing. Because the lesser of two evils is, is uh, Mattiello, listen, you can't have a criminal enterprise running the Rhode Island State House. And that's what you have right now. I mean, that's just... That's just what you have right now. It's without question. But the Republicans need to act today. They need to get to the bottom of this whole thing. And this is all the backdrop. This medical marijuana thing. There's so much going on right now between the battle between Mattiello, Ruggiero, the cannabis situation. But again, reporting the, the big story, the big news. The fact, what does this tell you? That the Rhode Island State Police, if anyone is wondering how serious they take this investigation into Mattiello, Montanaro, Speaker Mattiello and his crime family. If there's anyone questioning or wondering how serious they take this, think of this. It's a Monday night at 9 o'clock. The Rhode Island State, State Police get a tip that someone is taking things out of an office controlled by Mattiello and Montanaro and putting them in a dumpster at the State House, and the police show up. State police show up and start looking through it with a flashlight. Now, that tells me several things. That tells me, number one, that the state police are moving in on Mattiello and Montanaro. Number two, that's how serious they take it. If they didn't take it serious, they wouldn't have shown up. It also tells me, number two, state police put their flashlight in there. And according to Channel 12, they didn't find any documents. That tells me, or someone that I spoke to this morning, who was a criminal he tells me he turned his life around i'll take him at his word but anyhow um that tells me that over the weekend when frank montanaro was reportedly in and out of the rhode island state house all weekend with some staff that they have that they've already removed it and what this is is this is the cover should anyone ask what happened to the documents they're going to say oh it must have accidentally got thrown out when we were cleaning out the mold stuff because follow me now, if the state police did not go to the state house last night, and if Channel 12 did not go to the state house last night, what's the story, right? What's the cover? What's the lie? The story would be the documents must have got thrown out when they were cleaning and everything else. Do you believe that? It accidentally got thrown out. Now, the problem is, for whatever reason in this state, you have people like the Providence Journal, some members of the media and others that actually believe the words that come out of the, the, vo- the come out of Mattiello and his crime family. So, 
Now, that cover's blown, but it's twofold. That's how slick these guys are. The first thing they did was an order an evacuation. We're going to move everybody out of your offices. There's some mold, so we're going to move everything. They throw the onus notice. This is significant. This is important. They throw the onus onto the department administration. Well, the department administration, according to Tim White's story, the department administration, they're the ones in charge of all of the files within the this so-called JCLS, Joint Committee Legislative Services. All you need to know is this is the private piggy bank that they control. Rhode Island State Police responded to the State House, receiving a tip. Documents may have been improperly removed. So Channel 12 is there. Troopers were at the State House for an hour, right around 1030 at night. One investigator went into the building, then exited, used a flashlight to inspect a green dumpster for a period of time. Law enforcement officials tell Channel 12 the visit was conducted on abundance of caution. There's no indication anything improper took place. So this is with um, this whole JCLS. So then you have the speaker's people trying to say Larry Berman said an employee in the office discovered black mold under her desk. So she was moved to another office. The office was evacuated Monday. Let's get everybody out of here. The carpet was ripped out. Furniture contaminated was thrown out. All, listen, ready? This is the most important. Listen, well, all employees were relocated while the work is being undertaken. The department administration is in charge of the building maintenance, is supervising the projects. So what does that do? That puts all onus on that. Mattiella Montanaro, you remove the incriminating documents over the weekend. On Monday, you start ripping everything up and saying, oh, there's mold. We need to move everybody out. And then that night, on Monday night, you start throwing the stuff in the dumpster at night. Now, the state police show up, Channel 12. They don't see any documents in the dumpster. What does that tell you? couple things. Number one, this is plausible deniability. Mattiello Montanaro, uh, Skenyon, Larry Berman. They'll be able to say, well, it's the department administration. They're in charge of it. So don't ask us. They came in and took over the project. So we don't know where they put all this stuff, right? But you get people out of the office. You create confusion. You create a diversion. Now, I don't believe they wanted the state police there unless, now, again, I deal with so many different sources, unless... Um, there is someone I talked to this morning who said they wanted the state police walked into the trap that it was really Mattiello Montanaro. Follow me now. They tipped off the state police. They tipped off Channel 12 and they wanted the state police to flash their flashlights in the dumpster and say, look, see, they didn't find any documents. State police were right there. So if they were ever jammed up. They say, well, oh, oh, state police, they, they were looking in the dumpster. They didn't find any documents. We don't know where they are. So you remove the documents over the weekend. Now they are destroyed or in a safe place, most likely destroyed. So they're out of here. You don't have the records. On Monday, you create confusion. We got to get everybody out of here. We got to move everything out. We got to ship the records here. Temporary office, mass confusion. No one knows what's going on. No one can find anything. Let's throw it out. Now, we need an alibi. We need an alibi. Let me think. Who could be an alibi? Who broke the story? 
Channel 12 broke the story. Let's call Tim White. Hey, they're throwing stuff in the dumpster. Let's call the state police. The two of them show up. They're flashing their flashlight around. If this ever gets to court, right, someone's charged with something, we call to the stand. The defense calls Lieutenant Colonel blah, blah, blah to the stand. Colonel, that night, when you were putting your flashlight in the dumpster, did you see any documents? No, I did not. No further questions. Your witness. There you go. So it is possible. I do have a source that's claiming that Channel 12 and the state police fell into the trap. The tip-off came from the speaker's people who wanted an alibi that there were no documents in there because they had already removed them. I don't know. I mean, I think they are at least one step ahead. That would be several steps ahead. I don't think they wanted that. I think they just wanted to be able to throw stuff in the dumpster and then say that it's a mold problem. But here's what I know. Who said it's a mold problem? Larry Berman said an employee discovered black mold. So they were evacuated today. Who said that? Who decided everything had to be thrown out? Who made that call? There were mold experts. I spoke with someone this morning that told me that the number one thing you want to do with mold is it can be contained. You want to contain it. You don't have to throw everything out. Like I said, if you came home and you saw in a small corner of, you know, a family room that you had some mold there, right, under a rug, would you then throw out all the furniture in your house, rip up every carpet, throw everything? No, of course not. What would you do? All right, contain it. Throw out the rug that has the mold on it. Make sure that area is sectioned off. And then if there's any furniture that's damaged, try to clean it. And if it can't be saved, then dispose of that. But you don't go all through the house ripping everything out. So talk about an overreaction on the whole thing. But it's been done by design. It is done by design. Blake Filippi, who we spoke to last week, and again, folks, good morning. It's John DePietro. It is the John DePietro Show. Um, I'm inclined to believe that, of course, there were no records there. You, they, they, they're, they're stupid, but they're not that stupid. Right? They're not that stupid. Can you imagine what would happen if they actually found the records there? They don't ever want the records. It's kind of like when, when, you're, when you're a criminal, and this may seem harsh, but when you're a criminal, you're going to murder. What, what, the plausible deniability behind any real crime of murder is that there's never a body found. If there's never a body found, if you're the defense, you could always argue that they never found a body. How do you know that person's not on the run? Right When you had Whitey Bulger and these mob enforcers where they would kill people and dispose of the body, something they always tried to bank on was that no body was ever found. If the body's not there, how do you know the person's not on the run? How do you know that they're not living somewhere else? How do you know that they just didn't disappear? It, it, it's tough to pin it. I'm not saying it's impossible, and it has been done. But if you have the body, right, it's a hell of a lot easier to then determine cause of death, where it was found, Right. Think of the different crimes of Scott Peterson. Yeah, I went fishing in this river over here. Excuse me, this ocean section. And just as a sheer coincidence, that's where the wife's body uh, washed up. Right. The pregnant uh, Stacy Lacey Peterson. Uh, Biggest moron criminal of all time. Talk about imagery. Put himself right at the scene of the crime. But my point is (coughs) they believe if you don't have the documents, you can't prove anything. Right? You don't have documents. Can't prove anything. I think that it, it is one of two things. Either they wanted it or maybe they, they thought it was going to leak out that they were throwing this stuff out. 
I would be willing to bet that they didn't want the state police there to film that. And then it could just be, it must have somehow mistakenly got thrown out with the mold. But the fact that they didn't find the documents is, um, that's, that, that is very, very revealing. That tells you, you're, you're thinking, you're talking about real criminals, right? And real criminal minds that they know, of course it's not there. They put it somewhere else. It's already gone. Now, in hindsight, I have found that the uh, Ramundo people seemingly always, my experience has been they always underestimate the criminal behavior of the Mattiello people. They do. And I think this is another, could be another example of it. But don't be, that is very significant that Governor Gina Ramundo used the word criminal. Because that gets Mattiello Montanaro, the entire crime family, gets them up in arms. The developments of this state police going up there, that tells you it's serious. Um, I, I do. I like Ed Acorn. I, feel, I, I don't know what to make of Ed Acorn. I, I, he's the Providence Journal editorial writer. Um, you know, whenever a story hits, many times there are people that are in the know and there are people that are not in the know. Right? There are people that they're shocked that something came down. And then there's other people that you've been waiting for this to come down. I remember, and I don't mean to sound this uh, negative, folks, and again, good morning, it's Sean DiPietro, uh, communication consultant, my sister, Donna Perry, in studio at noon. We're going to break down Iowa, we're going to break down this, and a lot more, all coming up at noon on the John DePietro Show. But I remember, uh, those of you who've been around for a while, uh, when I broke the Wendy Collins story, something that, and, and I, this is going to sound bad, and I don't really mean it in a bad way, but... When I broke the Wendy Collins story, I was going to take the day off. And the person that was going to fill in for me at the time, Mr. Grateful, um, was Jim Hummel, right? I used to let Hummel on a lot. I used to let him fill in for me. This was at a time a lot of people were not watching Channel 6, and so they didn't know who he was. So, But I called Hummel and said, I know I'm supposed to be off today, and you can still do it. But I'm going to come in because I, I, have, I have an interview with Wendy Collins. And Hummel said... Who's Wendy Collins? Now, what did that tell me? It told me Hummel had no idea of what was going on with the story with Harwood and Wendy Collins. Now, Jim Terracani knew who Wendy Collins was. The Providence Journal, Bill Malinowski, he knew who she was. If I had called either one of them and said, hey, I got an interview with Wendy Collins, they would have been like, whoa, no kidding. You're kidding me. The woman involved with the Harwood situation. But Hummel said, who's Wendy Collins? That he didn't know about the story. That happens. Unfortunately, in this situation, at court, you're either in the know or you're not in the know. That's just the way it goes down. Okay? And I always pride myself, you, you have to be in the know in this particular job. You, you, got, you always have to be. Folks, you, you watch the pattern here. Right? Now, when Tim White broke that, I had heard about that. I was glad Tim White had the proper documents to really break the convention center story. And then you read to Petro.com. I was the one that broke. There was the threat from Mattiello. That if you, you know, if you mess with Demers, there's going to be retribution. So the rest of many members of the media were, have been a week behind on the whole thing. You're either in the know or you're not in the know. Okay? In this particular situation where I feel bad is it's too bad that the Providence Journal editorial board did not reach out to other members of the media like what's going on here. Because for them to write an editorial to accuse Blake Filippi of partisan partisanship or politics 
and still be advocating that there should be this uh, audit of the convention center and all this other stuff is, is like, when I read that, I felt, oh, my God, I feel bad. They don't know. Should have picked up the phone. I mean, there's so much out there. Had nothing to do with an audit of the convention center. This is all about goonish thug behavior by the Mattiello crime family. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Immortal Seats. Remember, for the best tickets, call Immortal Seats today, 888-933-SEAT, 888-933-7328. Immortal Seats. Download the free app. Look for their Facebook page. And the best thing to do is they have an app, Immortal Seats, and you download it to your uh, tablet or phone. And then when you can see all the tickets that you want, all the games, whether it be Celtics, Bruins, uh, any big show coming to the area, Immortal Seats. He does have an office on Smith Street in North Providence. No fee. The price you see, that's the price you pay. You can also see the view from the ticket, Immortal Seats. But download their free app, and I have it right here on my iPad. There it is, Immortal Seats. And you browse by category. I'm holding it up to Facebook Live. There's everything. And whatever it may be, if you decide, hey, I want to go to such and such a thing. And, and again, they have tickets for everything, as you can imagine. But um, uh, you then can see exactly where you would be sitting there. Immortal seats. And then type in promo code. First purchase, 30OFF, 30 off the promo code. And you get $30 off your first purchase, Immortal seats. All right, so uh, Donna Perry communication consultant coming in at noon we're going to talk about the situation with iowa we are going to talk about the latest uh with this these are big developments um this is a uh you know there's a lot going on at the state house right now mattiello he uh he like i said folks with 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 these guys this is like the the people used to see that i think it used to be like on uh, merv griffin or the ed sullivan show or some of those shows you don't see that type of stuff anymore maybe the gong show maybe but but the people they do the plate spinner remember the guy get out there and he starts with one he starts spinning a plate on a pole and he goes over here and then he has to keep running back and forth that that's what's going on right now with the mattiello crime family they are spinning plates and if you're too slow and you don't pay attention, one of the plates, what happens? It falls and breaks. And then you're distracted by that, and then another one falls and breaks. They have a lot of plates that they're spinning right now. There's so many different schemes that they're involved in between the cannabis situation and the Brit uh, money laundering felony case. And then the grand jury, federal grand jury on the doctor in Cranston on Park Avenue that was getting the $1 million from, from uh, the JCLS account. To, you know, now this uh, audit with the convention center, there's all of that. And then there's these other schemes that haven't even hit the surface yet, right? That are all like schemes below the surface. All right, 766-1380, a lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. With no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business, 401-332-0000. Henry Oil, they want to be your oil provider. 
you can depend on Henry Oil. A Rhode Island success story since 1947. Call Henry Oil today at 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200 for Henry Oil. Find them online at henryoil.com. It's Carmine. It's Lori. Full service fuel oil company. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, 24-hour burner service, oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plans. Plus, they have lock and cap pricing. Call Henry Oil today. I was speaking with a friend of mine just the other day. He said, hey, you mentioned Henry Oil. I love Henry Oil. That's why I have. Call Henry Oil. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Here's the thing. You can depend on Henry Oil. 521-0200. 521-0200 for Henry Oil. At Paul Massey Chevrolet, you get the lowest price guaranteed every day on our exciting lineup of Chevrolets. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price guaranteed, and it's only at Paul Massey, Rhode Island's number one Chevrolet dealer. Lease a 2020 Equinox LS front-wheel drive for only $179 a month for 39 months with $29.88 due at signing. My Paul Massey Great selection, top-notch service, and the lowest one price, only at Paul Massey. Well, JKL Engineering, hey, the heating season, without question, it's here. It's going to start to get cold over the next couple of days. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity system. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, then guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter and it cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates on the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is a carrier factory authorized dealer licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial, called JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. Remember, with JKL Engineering, they do it right the first time. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. All right, folks, and we're back on the John DePietro Show. This portion of our program is brought to you by Quartz. C-O-R-T-S, Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. Call Victor Quartz. Do you have a plumbing emergency? Maybe for a drain or a pier and maintenance? Over 20 years, family-run business, you need a reliable, dependable plumber. You have an emergency. You need someone. Call Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland today. 401-714-8478. 401 714 Quartz, Plumbing of Cumberland. Victor Quartz is professional, reliable, fully licensed and insured. Maybe right now you're saying, you know, we're having a problem with our pipes. If the state house, if they had called Victor Quartz, he could have fixed whatever was the steam issue of a pipe 
And that would have cut down on the mold, supposed mold issue. You know what's also interesting about the State House story is that they don't even have a sink of running water. So I spoke to someone said, how could they have a mold issue? There's no even water in there. So they came up with, oh, it was a steam leak. Oh, it was a steam leak that caused the mold. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, if they had called Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland, Victor Quartz could have repaired and fixed that pipe. Maybe they should call him. 401-714-8878. 401-714-8478 for Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. So Massachusetts Communication Consultant Donna Perry in studio coming up. We're going to talk about this. We are also going to talk about uh, the latest with Iowa. Iowa is very, very interesting what's going on. Folks, another story that is just outrageous is the whole situation with the mayor of Providence, Mayor Jorge Eloza, and this whole business now where they want to spend $20 million City plans 75 miles of bike-friendly routes. It is ridiculous. Uh, they're going to take out where you have four road lanes in the city and put in two-lane bikes. Now, I love to ride my bike. Anyone that knows me, many times in the, uh, in the good weather, uh, on a weekend, I will routinely ride between 20 to 25 miles. I don't go out on the street. I don't go out on the highway. I see some people doing that. I go to a bike path. You have bike paths. I actually put my car on my bike on my car and drive to the bike path. So this whole business, he, he is out of his mind. Alorza, they're out of their mind. And how about that new Providence superintendent? The, the guy's going to get 750 a month car allowance for the worst failing school system of 750 a month car allowance. And they're going to give him 20 grand. To relocate from Tampa. Are you kidding me? Why, why does he have to? If, if you're installing all these bike lanes, why are you giving him a $750 a month car allowance? Do you know the type of vehicle you can get if you're going to lease something for $750 a month? It is asinine. 75 miles of bike-friendly routes. Listen, it's not Amsterdam. It's not Europe. It's Providence. All right, it's John DePietro. We're going to break for the news. 766-1380. Email me. John at DePetro.com. Visit the website. All right, a lot more ahead. Stay with us. Sunday. WNRI and W236CW in Socket. 1380 AM and 95.1 FM.